snowy, cold day out there, huh, Sammy? A little chilly out today. Yeah. I don't think it made it above 32. You know, I, I got to tell you, Sam, you are the moneymaker Mike to my DJ Froggy Fresh. Okay. Again, too old for me. Because I am the baddest of them all. And if you ain't got money, I don't mess with y'all. Let's start the show. <laughs> I have heard that line Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is my hype master, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Back in high school, they did used to call me the Great White Hype. The Great White Hype. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, We are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe. Rate, review, and share with your footballing friends, or just share with your friends in general. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch with us? Sure. Uh, on all the social medias, we are at DU Football Show. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Uh, and thank you to a few of our friends that reached out during the matches this weekend and had a good little back and forth. Um, one, uh, Ray, during the Manchester United, uh, United match, excuse me, uh, and Russ, of course, sent in a few things during the Liverpool and Arsenal games. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry, both have a deep, passionate love for all distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sam, what are we sipping on tonight? Sure, we've got uh, McClintock Distilling Company out of Frederick, Maryland. This is their Bootjack Rye Whiskey. Um, comes in at 90 proof, uh, 100% certified uh, organic by the USDA. Um, they're getting their grains currently from the Midwest, uh, but they are in talks, uh, as you'll describe soon, mm-hmm. um, to try to source that locally. Um, it's actually not available uh, on the market uh, at the moment because they've sold out the distillery. Uh, they did a special release there. Um, and they've got liquid laying down, resting, um, aging, getting happy. Yeah, and just waiting to, uh, you know, to wake up and unleash itself on the world. So, um, keep an eye out for it. Uh, because of that, and because the only time this was released at the distiller, we actually don't have a price for you on the shelf yet. Right, because it's um, not on a shelf. <laughs> so, uh, just make sure you keep an eye out for it because it is delicious. A uh, nice little spice to it at the end, as rye should have. A um, little hot going down, which is exactly what you want from rye. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, just keep an ear out. We might be able to update you with the price, but as you know, we're not good with admin. Um, so yeah, don't trust me on that. Ad- admin's not our strong suit. <laughs> not at um, all. Um, as we have said once before, we will, it bears worth repeating. We are whores. If you like us, big ones, if you like us, we pimp you. So, uh, that uh, Saturday night when I did the little bartending video for Making Whiskey Sours, uh, one of the owners and distillers of McClintock liked the video, then promptly liked the DU Football Show page, which made me say, you know what, we're drinking some of their hooch on Monday night. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And they also make, uh, they currently make vodka and gin. They make a banging gin. Yeah, the Forager, I believe that's called, isn't it? It is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that uh, uh, gave me a little worry there with uh, my Hendrix quotas uh, uh, last year. Yeah, uh, Forager was coming on strong. It's a it's a very good product. Oh. Directly competes with stuff I sell though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the thing about them uh, doing the local sourcing for grains, they're actually working with a farm to turn that farm into being certified organic. Currently, most of the farms that are uh, offering up certified organic grains in Maryland, aka a lot of corn. Um, for those of you who don't know, Maryland is where the Purdue family is from, and Purdue chicken. And almost all the organic corn that gets grown in Maryland pretty much all goes to doing Purdue. organic chickens yeah. with Purdue. Um, and it also takes seven years for a farm to turn organic, which is very cost-consuming because during that time, you're not you're not allowed to use pesticides so you're going to have loss of crops and things yeah, of that yeah, matter. Inconsistent crop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. These guys are working directly with someone, putting their money where their mouth is to actually help turn them into an organic farm, which is really cool. And uh, <clears throat> I, I think sometimes when people 
talk organic and things like that, you forget that carbon footprint happens to be a really big deal. And to be able to have mm-hmm. grain that will be in the same city as their distillery is really cool. And then just for fun stuff, uh, check out their website. They do a whiskey 101 class that is an all-day class that is second to none. It is absolutely fantastic. Awesome. Well, alrighty, let's get into it, Sammy. Let's have a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Just give a shout too. Make sure you uh, like that Facebook page and watch out for more mixology videos coming from both of us. One of us is a little bit better at it than the other one, uh, so you'll get a good laugh, but you'll also get some great information. Excellent. Let's do this, Sammy. Probably one of the worst glass kinks ever. Well, you know they can't all be winners, now can they? <laughs> Apparently, both uh, David De Gea and uh, Hugo Lloris um, listened to our podcast, Sam, because uh, we said there was going to be lots of goals, and they both stood on their head. Yeah, Manchester United <laughs> won, Tottenham Hotspur nil. Uh, how about that match, Sammy? That was amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Spurs literally did everything under the sun offensively and could not find a goal. Spurs were the better team. Absolutely. Uh, they hit the post at one point um, with a header. There, everything that was shot at De Gea, he had to make diving saves, he had to make foot saves, he had to make saves around his waist, up in the corners. He was able to catch some stuff, he was able to punch some stuff. Everything came at pace. Um, there was only a few chances I thought that were routine. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, most of those, what was it, 13 saves? Uh, 12. 12 saves. Most of those 12 saves were top drawer. A couple of them were point blank one on ones that he stopped. Yep. Uh, it was you know most people don't stop Harry Kane point blank one on one. Yeah, and he did twice. Absolutely. I uh, um, the man played incredible. Uh, a a very good reminder for all of us that um the best goalkeeper in the world happens to be between the sticks at Manchester United. Yeah, he, he really is. He really is the best. I would completely agree with that. Uh, at this point, um. That mainly because Allison hasn't truly been tested like that this season. Right. Um, so he hasn't really had been able to showcase his stake for that. Yeah, I, I would say for De Gea, I mean, his one of his glaring weaknesses that people talk about a lot is his ability to come out like on corners and yeah. stuff like that, that he doesn't do a very good job with that. But if you're talking a between the pipes, on the goal line, pure shot stopper, uh, I mean, there's plenty of other goalkeepers out there that are really darn good. Ain't nobody better than him. No. I mean, he is the no, best absolutely. pure shot stopper yeah. I mean, there in, was, in there the was, world. There, you know, there's a couple times people have said he doesn't catch enough. You know, he parries too much. Yeah, uh, kicks it a lot. Yeah. Well, Tim, you know what? Tim Howard kicked it a lot, too. And last time I saw, he is the record, what, 16 saves in a World it, Cup match? Yep. And Absolutely. And, and that probably won't be broken for a long time. You know, it's, uh, but he got one punch uh, that, that comes to mind. It was like 30-odd yards out. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to catch it. You cleared it yourself. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> I mean, you, your defense can reorganize at that point. You made you made sure you got the ball away, which that'll be a theme for a little bit later on when we talk about your team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, it's nice. It's nice to see United playing for the shirt again, playing for each other. Um, worrisome now for me. Obviously, yeah. now we're tied on points uh, because of our loss, uh, which we'll obviously come on to uh, as I have to, <laughs> you know, take liquid poop. And take a shot of it. And it'll be great. Ugh. Guess what? Guess what I don't have to do? Malort. <laughs> anyway. The, um, no, but it, it was nice to see United, you know, really come into their own and fight for each other and play for each other. And everybody was putting their bodies on the line, diving in, you know, getting getting blocks in, doing everything that they could. Um, and then coming together offensively. And the ball that Pogba played over the top was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Uh, to Rashford that set him off to score, and a precision strike at that. I mean, Hugo Lloris had a great game as well. Yeah, he had five or six saves too, and yeah. he made some stunners and as well. one of them especially with, uh, I think it was Pogba took a shot from outside the box, kind of placed it, but it had some pace to it. Uh, I think it was uh, Alderweireld, uh, sorry, those Germanish. Belgian names are tough. Oh, wait, I'm I'm the name assassin. I fixed it to hell. before you had a chance. To hell. <laughs> Come on, man. That's my bit. Um, but deflected off of Alder uh, Vireld. And, um, and I mean, he was already moving one direction and had to jump back and, and save it. Uh, you know, it was crazy. I mean, really, you know, how long is the U.S.-Mexico border? Yeah. Oh, I, t- I, t- I tweeted the real Donald Trump and said that uh, Dev De Gea was the solution to oh, the Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, but he's you, definitely I mean, the solution I mean, that's a long border for him to cover. So I think you got to get Larice on the other side to – 
I think they do it. I think they do together. It good. I think they and throw Timmy the right thing. in the middle. Yeah, and Timmy will uh, take the middle and take care of it all. We always joke around with a goalkeeper with cat-like reflexes. We always call them El Gato. You know the yep. cat. Um, but Sam made his joke uh, tweeting at the president about uh, no need for a wall, just hire De Gea. And uh, so I started calling him El Gato because uh, now he's a wall and yep. we have a gate. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> six six in a row now for Manchester United. The team's More playing, than any other manager in their history for the first six games. Team's playing inspired. Um, yep. Is Man U back? I don't. wouldn't go that far. Tottenham had a lot of chances. <laughs> obviously right uh those 12 were just what they put on target um so they they do they don't look like they need the complete overhaul they looked like they did three months ago right they're closer to being a complete team and closer to being back than they were um they but they do still need some pieces defensively uh they need to kind of get a little younger on that right side with um uh, defensively, that is, yeah, with Ashley, uh, Ashley Young. Young is, I think, in his 30s now. And Valencia is not far behind him uh, as well. So um, I think there is some some worry. I think there is some some positions they need to shore up. I think they can wait till summer when they can get somebody on a reasonable deal. Um, but they showed forward thinking that they're still good players, that they're, you know, a, a couple of World Cup semifinalists and a – a couple of World Cup winners yeah, uh, in that squad. Um, and when you let good players play, good things happen. Yeah. You win games, which is what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now let's turn and take a look at uh, uh, Spurs. I mean, they were hard done. They they were the better side. They were. They just didn't get the goal. Yeah. They, 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 ran, into a goal, in they ran into a goalie who was not going to let them score that day. Yeah, I mean, that was like it us happens. last season. You remember we had, what was He had 22 saves or something ridiculous. Yep. We had 30 shots on target. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that being said, there's a couple of things. There's going to be a few notable things. That was uh, Son's final game now that he's heading out to uh, the Asian Cup, right? Isn't that uh, what he's... Yes, I think it's the Asian Cup. Yeah, so yep. um, who's who's going to replace him? Cause, Don't I mean... know, because if you notice at the end of the game, too, Harry Kane was sitting down there with the trainer. It looked like he had an ankle issue. Yeah. Um, Fernando Lorente had a couple of chances, uh, but he has not really – Scored a ton of goals since I, he got signed by I Tottenham. Don't think he's, I don't think he scored any in the Premier League. He scored in in cup, cup competitions, competitions, but he yeah, but he couldn't really get in the team either, except yeah. for when Harry Kane was right. hurt. So it was only in stretches anyway, um, and then cameo appearances. But Lucas since Mora. he's since he's come from Swansea, he hasn't done much. Is no. the point? He can't lead the line like Harry Kane can. <laughs> um, and Son was really the one picking up that. You know, when Harry Kane was in a slump oh, or injured, Son was the one picking up that slack. Um, so you got to hope that that injury isn't too bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I don't think Lorente can do it. You just hope that, you know, Deli Alley can step up. Erickson can step up with a few. They, they have weapons to do it, but Lucas you're Moore starting back. Right. Yeah. But you're starting, you are starting to take from the bench. So if someone Absolutely. gets hurt, then there isn't you're in someone trouble. to step yeah, up. You could be in trouble. Um, Lalana is, is looking, I mean, not Lalana. um, uh, the Argentinian, Lamella. Lamella, thank yeah. you. Lamella. Um he he's looking pretty much back to form and has been playing fairly well for them uh since he's got yeah, back. Yeah, but he's never really a tried and true goal scorer. Yeah. Um he was more of a every four or five games he'd get one, but he's a big time creator. Yeah. So that's where somebody like Deli Alley could step up, who is a, a fairly natural finisher. And you have somebody like Eric Lamella stepping into his spot, and between Erickson and Lamella creating chances, um, Deli Alley, you could see kick up with a few goals in the next uh, next few weeks. So uh, then that leads on to the next question about um, Spurs. Uh, Pochettino, is he the next Manchester United manager? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is putting himself in the conversation very quickly. Um, he obviously is going to be needed needed to take a hard look at at Solskjaer, especially say he wins you know ten out of eleven or you know. 12 they, out of 15 of the they last win an FA of Cup. The remaining games. Yeah. Um, Make it to the semis of the champions. Yeah, and secures, it, secures top four, which, yeah. you know, three weeks ago they looked miles away from. You know, four weeks ago looked miles away from. It's attainable now because Absolutely. Chelsea hasn't been playing yep. all that great. Um, Spurs are off and on, and, and you guys are in a slump right now. Yep. Oh. So, um, the first, I think, I think, 
United themselves are going to want a manager with more experience. I think Pochettino is still at the top of the list at the moment. I agree with that statement. Um, it's going to be hard to turn down. Pochettino has said publicly that he wants to stay, mm-hmm. but that only goes as far as one more zero on the paycheck. Right, but also uh, Pochettino also this week was critical of of his team. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, great, we've got the new stadium that we're still not in yet. Yep, and um, you're telling me you're not going to spend any money right now. Well, yep. we need to spend money, and while there has been success here, there hasn't been any trophies. And we need to secure our team and we need to make our team better. And the way a lot of uh, analysts kind of played it up was, is that he was basically saying, start spending money. Or I'm out. Or I got a club right now who is the most famous club in the world and they'll give me my checkbook. I can buy whatever the hell I want, including all all the guys that are currently playing for me. Yep. You know, I can bring them. I mean, you all don't think there'd over. be a quick swap deal for Lukaku and Harry Kane plus twenty million or thirty million? Oh God, yeah, really and fast. Harry Kane becomes a new center forward for Manchester United yeah. if Poch is the manager. Oh, but, oh, oh, yeah. So uh, there's so much to be done between now and the end of the season. Obviously, it's it's really early to speculate, um, but and it's now getting harder because you also have out of work Zinedine Zidane waiting in the wings, who in November was a number one to take over. Yeah. So. Um, but with this run of form, Solskjaer's put himself in the conversation now. No real experience at the top level. He managed a club in his native Norway, uh, which is where he's quote-unquote on loan from. Right. Um, and he's got um, uh, the academy experience at United. And that's it. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, that, you could basically say that Zizou, uh, Pochettino, and Ole are now your top three firmly. Um, and you know, David Moyes is still out of work. There's, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, I doubt they will go back to Moyes. I think they're again. still paying him. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. Probably why he's not in a big hurry to get hired by anybody. That's right. Well, one of us won and one of us lost, but it's not the way it normally plays out. West Ham won, Arsenal nil, Sam. You have lost three of your last four Premier League games after that 22-game run. As uh, Sammy's over there pouring himself his shot of Malort as we speak. He's eyeing it up. Did you say anything? Yeah, I said you've lost three of your last four Premier League games to y'all suck balls. So Bottoms up. Speaking of sucking balls, he's about to do a shot of Malort, which is much like just having balls put into your mouth. All right. Uh, that that's it. We can move on next game. <laughs> <laughs> um, is has Emery lost his magic magic touch? Um, I think um, the I don't know how to put it. You always, you could basically say that it was a new manager bump with a good club, right? Twenty two right. games unbeaten, blah blah blah. The first two you chalk off is that's kind of difficult, right? Right. Same things kind of happened to Chelsea. Weird loss to Leicester. You know, uh, a draw, a goalless draw with Southampton, you know, where they picked up, you know, a point from from that kind of stretch. We've now lost three out of four. Um, But you can kind of say that the new manager bump for these two good clubs is kind of worn off. Right. Um, And we're being asked questions of, you know, uh, our defense is still kind of makeshift with with, uh, the outside right. Right. but they should be doing better with, with what they have. I'm not sure why Torreira didn't start. Uh, we looked unbalanced. There was no creative presence. Um, even Lucas Torreira would have been more of a creative presence than Granit Xhaka or Matteo Ganduzzi. I, I think I think Torreira probably got the break because, frankly, he just, he's been playing a ton lately. And December was a long, long month. And you just finally go, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to give you a break. He still had to sub him on. I'm sure he would have liked to have just given him a game to rest. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but there there was no, you know, anything for the forward line to feed on. It, was, it wasn't was good. Um, Mickey's hurt still, Mkhitaryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not coming back anytime soon, uh, I don't think. I think he's probably got about a month out uh, left. Um, who knows what's wrong with Ozil? Uh you know, for the money he's on and what he can do for you, I feel like with the now having two solid defensive midfielders in Ganduzi and Torreira, you can probably afford to play him. 
Um, keep the wingbacks. Not play, you know, anybody out wide necessarily. Just have your wingbacks kind of do the work because they can in Kalazanach and um, Bellerin. Bellerin or um, uh, Maitland-Niles, who's been uh, makeshift uh, Bellerin for the last few weeks. Um, they can both run the lines just fine. You have the safety of uh, Ganduzi and Torreira. Let give Ozil the free roll and then have Lacazette and Aubameyang just up front together. Right. Um, and have them kind of feed off and play with each other as they like to do. Um, you actually got to the point before I brought it, was going to bring it up, but on my sheet I have, um, who's going to create? Ramsey's leaving at the end of the year. Yep. Ozil's uninspired and unmotivated. Yep. And Mkhitaryan injured. That's exactly yeah. what I wrote. It's like, it's funny. The, the, team, the team that used to be, as I used to say to you, has way too many creative center midfielders suddenly doesn't have, have any, any creative yeah. center midfielders. Yeah. Um, losing Ramsey's tough. Uh, he's one of the only ones we have left from the unbeaten season now. Um, he's been at Arsenal for a decade. Actually, no, he wasn't even, we hadn't even bought him yet. I don't think we have anybody left over from the, uh, from the Invincibles now. It's no. just further along in the memory then. <laughs> um, um, but losing Ramsey's tough. Losing Ramsey's difficult. Uh, he scored the winner uh, in two of the FA Cup finals when we went on that three and four year run. Um, good player, one of the best Welshmen uh, that's ever played the game um, already, and he's nowhere near done with his career. You no, know? Uh, it's a shame we couldn't match his wages. I think he loves the club, but I don't think they wanted to pay for him. Uh, and I hope the LA Rams like their new stadium they're going to get. It's worth a billion dollars. Leads leads me into the next question. Stan Kroenke killing this club? Absolutely. This is how he's making money to pay for the L.A. Rams move. It's mm. absolutely ridiculous, and it's a travesty. It's a shame for Arsenal fans. Uh, if you haven't started on social media yet, hashtag Kroenke out. That's K-R-O-E-N-K-E. Uh, hashtag Kroenke out. Um, uh, get that bleep button ready, because f*** that guy. Uh, he's killing this club. He's draining every last penny he can out of it. You know, you want to let Ramsey go, let Ramsey go. Let him go last summer for $60 million. You know, they somebody wanted to buy Alexis Sanchez for $60 million the summer before we uh, traded him for Mkhitaryan. Right. Uh, essentially. Um, <clears throat> we've lost countless players to free transfers over the last six, seven years. We've lost countless players uh, just on contract holdouts. And then we sign Ozil to 350000 a week, and he's – Played 20 times since he signed that deal? So, um, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, we mentioned the uh, uh, De Gea's nice punch out that went 30 yards. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, Granite Xhaka's header right back into the middle of the box, right to the feet of Samra Nazari, who then passes it to um, former Arsenal player. Yeah, that too. Uh, passes it over to uh, Declan Rice, who gets his first goal as a hammer and in a London derby. Uh, it was a beautiful it's header. About by, our luck. Be- beautiful header by Shaka. Uh, it was a it was a great secondary assist. Too if bad you, it was to the wrong team. If you listen to the back catalog, I've been complaining about him for a, a long time. He's had two good games this season, and the rest he's been absolute shite. So, I he can leave with Kroenke, as far as I'm concerned. All right, this is getting too depressing. Let's talk about happy things. Everton two, Bournemouth nil. If you want to see. A stellar refereeing performance. Stellar. <laughs> Let's talk about happy things. This is Pierre Luigi Colina at his prime, best referee in the world, standing alongside the ghost of Dejan Lovren, best defender in the world. If if you haven't figured it out I, yet, I ran folks, out of funny things to say. Sam Sam is being uh, sarcastic. Um, the refereeing was absolutely atrocious in in this match. Um, the first the first half also was not that fun to watch. It was I thought he sloppy. had red stripes on his black shirt. There, that was terrible. It, it was sloppy, ugly, ugly game in the first half. The uh, I mean, frankly, Everton looked scared. They had zero confidence, and they're at home, and and the fans were. It wasn't booing, but it was just kind of groaning and frustration quiet, and quiet, it was like absolute really quiet, which can be worse than booing because at least booing, you know, they're pissed at you. 
when they say when a fan base does nothing, it's like, oh, they're just disappointed in us. Like yeah. we, I mean, they were they were frustrated at the referee, obviously, with with some of the decisions that were made. Um, they were frustrated at you guys. We t- we spoke about it uh, at halftime uh, of the match, where I I uh, I said that the the hesitation that your players showed going forward, right, allowed that the recipient of the pass or alleged recipient of the pass, uh, continued his run. And by the time the passer let the ball go, it was a half yard to a yard behind him already. Yeah. And you just gave the ball away very cheaply. It was that moment of hesitation, that moment of, should I do this? Yeah, I should. Well, it's already gone now, right? So giving the ball away cheaply, and you had a lot of said ball up until the crucial moment. Right. Right. That, that last pass is the one that did you in, in a lot of cases. Um, so the fans themselves, it was just it was frustration with that. It was frustration with with the referee uh, being terribly one sided. It was frustration with every. It was it was five, just five yellow cards to Everton, zero to uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, but there were three bust ups. Yeah, like, like if, if not once if, did a Bournemouth player do something that deserved a yellow. Right, if two guys push each other. Don't normally both of them get a yellow? Not it takes two to tango, man. Not the not the Everton player Gomez, and then Zuma for going. Why didn't you give him a card too? He got a card. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it takes two to tango. I, um, so I don't understand why the referee didn't do that. And Lerma deserved at least three yellow cards that I saw. And uh-huh. and then it was and then there was halftime, <laughs> and I don't know what Marco Silva said, but whatever he said worked. They came out on fire in the second half. Hustling. Took just taking the game to Bournemouth 100%. Uh, it was it was just, okay, come on, boys. Get a goal. Get a goal. Come on. Just get, yeah. get just in the net. Just worry about the first one. Yeah. And then they, they finally did. Zuma gets the, uh, gets the header. Tallest man on the field is not covered at all. Yep. <laughs> like, wide yeah, I don't open. know what – I have no idea what the Cherries were doing there. <laughs> he Luke. just strolled right in. No, another assist from uh, Luca Digne. So now he's got three goals and four assists that was out of a your le- very tight angle. He put that ball in from too out uh, of your left being, back. He that's... was being well covered. Yeah. Um, by the I think it was the right midfielder from Bournemouth at that moment. He was being well covered. Um, and looped the ball around him brilliantly. Uh, a fantastic cross for Zuma to float into that space uh, and get the goal. And um, finally, uh, Silva makes a change, moves Theo Walcott to the bench and puts in. Uh, Puts in Lookman finally, who impressed, uh, ended up getting man of the match. Um, oh yeah, absolutely deserved looked, it. Looked right at home. Kid was excellent. It's it's probably the punch in the arm that this lineup needed because yeah, for sure. W- while we have some great, really great, talented players, like someone like Sigurdsson, it's all been on his shoulders, and yeah, you can I mean, just tell he's yeah. getting he's getting a little knackered. It'd be nice to give him a rest for a game. You know, Richarlson kind of having to play striker when you could tell he probably prefer play the wing. You know, he's getting frustrated as well, especially in this game because he's getting pulled around. At one point, he and, gets yeah. uh, gets a power bombed on a, yeah. <laughs> a ball on a on a fifty fifty ball in the first half, and so this is very encouraging for Everton. Now that being said, watch us go to like St Mary's and lose to Southampton. Right? Well, it's too bad you sold all your number tens that you had last season too. You have Victor Jansen or somebody, uh, didn't Danny Clanson? Oh, Clanson. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, sent him out on loan, right? Yep. Just got rid of uh, Sandro. Got um, rid of Sandro. Got rid of uh, Rooney. Rooney's off getting drunk in airports in uh, Virginia. <laughs> At DC United, paying ninety-one dollars in court fees. That's funny. In this week of oh, so that happened. Liverpool won. Brighton nil. Manchester City 3, Wolverhampton 0, Chelsea 2, Newcastle 1, Southampton 2, Leicester 1, Cardiff 0, Huddersfield 0, Watford winning 2-1 and scoring all three goals, and Burnley 2, Fulham 1, who scored all three goals and lost. (laughs) Tough test for Liverpool, go to a hard stadium against a scrappy team, found a way to win. On the back of two losses at that. Yeah. Um one in the cup obviously, but uh one in the Premier League to City. Um Yeah, it was uh it was exactly what they needed. Very professional performance from them. Um Sane made a meal of it. Oh, Sa- Salah. 
Or Salah. Yeah, Did I say Sané? I'm yeah. sorry. Salah made a meal of it, but it was the right was, call. He was, was being pulled back, but he definitely let the referee know that he was being fouled. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but very, like I said, very professional. Brighton only had a chance or two. You never really thought it was in doubt. Liverpool did create more chances, but, you know, kind of easy 1-0 walk out the door right. uh, at the end of the day. And, you know, hey, Liverpool, get used to it. This this is every every game, as you get closer and closer to potentially winning a title, is going to get more and more and more stressful and more yeah, absolutely. tense. And every single team that plays you, every single team that want, that's going to play you, if they're playing you at their place – they're going to fancy themselves to upset you. Yeah, for sure. And playing spoiler is fun. Yeah. Yep. So the teams aren't going to let up. You, I mean, you'll be hard-pressed to find a team that's not going to put 10 behind the ball from here on out. Yep. Um, so they're going to have to find a way to break these teams down while maintaining their defensive integrity. Um, but they seem to be finding a way to do it. Uh, we talked about the, the holiday period. There was a couple that they grinded out as well um, between all those four nils that they had. Yeah. Uh, so – um. Yeah, I I think they can do it. I think they're they're still going to be okay. I still you know trust them to finish tops. But like I said it was, this was just kind of routine, and you got to do what you got to do. Go out, win the game. See you later. Yep. Now, um, Manchester City made pretty quick work today of uh, Wolverhampton. Yeah, just kind of steamrolled yeah. them. Red red card in the uh, in the first uh, twenty minutes of the match uh, on uh, Bali in a clear red card. Spikes up right into the ankle. Yep. Pretty vicious. Um, Another own goal in this one, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think last week I got mixed up. Uh, I think I said Connor Cody played for somebody else. He plays for Wolves. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's the one that had the own goal today. Ah, got it. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, Gabriel Jesus with two. Um, also one was a penalty. Though. Yeah. Went hard into the uh, post there. Looked. Uh, it was one of those ones he was – Jumping to try to kick the ball in, and went head head and shoulder first into the post, and was like everybody, like the ref immediately blew the whistle. Everybody just like stopped and went, "Oh damn!" Like, right. Fortunately, he got up and he was okay. But yep. uh, you know, it's it's it, pretty simple. Reason why this isn't oh, the, so that happened because they should do it. This is City went out and they beat them, and that's yep. what they should do. It, they seem to have righted the ship a little bit. Now, of course, it is Wolves <clears throat> again. Very good team, but newly promoted. Uh, away is, away wolves, from home. Wolves have been beating the big boys. Yeah, but away from home at one of the hardest stadiums in the country to go to. You you kind of saw this one coming fairly handedly. Yeah. Um, Chelsea gets past Newcastle as we expected, but Barely. it was not easy, and it took a stunner of a goal from uh, Willian from to, Willian, yeah, to give them the uh, win. <laughs> I don't know if Christian Pulisic is going to play at all next season. Uh, after that display, no. Well, there's <laughs> again the rumor. Well, was Pedro and and well, William? No, Will, William is being uh, touted for Barcelona now. Yep, exactly. Yep. Which again, at his age is kind of weird. Yeah, but but it's you know Brazilians. Brazilians, the minute you say the word Barca to them, they get oh, they, five years younger. They they <laughs> they get real excited, and that's they pull where they the real birth be. certificate out. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, Newcastle so, can't finish shit. Can I no, just say that? They no, cannot they finish shit. They actually made a fair amount of chances. Yeah. Bubkiss. Uh, Newcastle back in trouble again. Back in oh, the yeah, drop back zone. Back in the drop zone. Yep. Um, and as always, uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, their fearless owner, Mike Ashley. who <laughs> Fearless who, of what? Who, 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 claims, who claims there was a buyer, but then there wasn't a buyer. Who then goes out of town? Suddenly, there's no money. Nobody's being bought. He does like, this every year, every single year. Every he December, does this. he's got a buyer lined up. Yeah, that way he can't, well, can't spend any money in January because this guy might buy the deal. Right. It, last week of January, first week of February, ah, everything fell through. Yep. It's, it's just say you don't have any money. Well, <laughs> it's just it's it's him. I mean, it, their their success really has nothing to do with what's going on on the pitch. Yeah, they One got a good coach. They got talented players. It's their ownership is yeah, but there's horrific. no reinforcements. They need a center forward. Yeah, that can consistently <laughs> score goals. Matt Ritchie, you can say, uh, and John Joe Shelby can create the chances. Kennedy's there, yeah. very streaky, but he can create some chances. They need somebody to get on the end of them. You know, Iosi Perez and Salomon Rondon don't score enough goals over the course of a season to do anything. Yeah, too too bad they didn't have like a really good proven goal scorer. 
you know, someone like Mitrovic. Mitrovic, yeah. yeah. Well, him and Benitez didn't get along. But this this uh, past weekend, uh, a show I listened to on the Sirius XM channel, uh, the football show, um, uh, said that the, the chant that he was hearing uh, over uh, one of the hosts were, were saying about the chant uh, that he was hearing come over the screen was, get out of our club, get out of our club, you fat cockney bastard, get out of our club. <laughs> Because obviously Newcastle is one of the most northern cities right. in England, uh, and Mike Ashley's from London. Uh, is a Cockney. Yep. Is a is is a person from London, um, in English slang. But yeah, get out of our club. Get out of our club, you fat Cockney bastard. Get out of our club. There's <laughs> fantastic scenes up there. So, um, broken record, but I'm um, sorry. <clears throat> who can who can figure out the foxes? Uh, nobody, they... especially not us. They win at Chelsea, they beat City, and they win at Everton, and then they lose to Cardiff and Southampton. Yep, at home. Yep, I, they, they're in, impossible to figure out. A ten-man a, Southampton, a, a ten-man Southampton team, and not a very good team at that. They're not good. No, they still aren't good. Um, I want to spare a thought for uh for Valerie, the guy that got the red card mm-hmm. on his first yellow. He's lucky he was close enough to some of his teammates that they were able to hold Vardy back. But <laughs> Jamie F. and Vardy looked like he was going to chew his face off Oh yeah, uh, he, for he his lash out against them. Put um, his hand on his shoulder, started walking him backwards, and you could tell Vardy was just going, no, 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 we're going to go over here to the corner real quick while I go, <laughs> yeah. grab, while I go grab a shiv and stab you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you could just tell. I've got this broken Red Bull can in my sock. I'm going to just slit your throat with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lester just won at the races. You know, I mean, they turned the screw at the end, but there's nothing really doing. Uh, Southampton stood firm and and held on for the win. Um, Shane Long uh, won the penalty to begin with. A terrible, terrible tackle from Mendy. I don't know what he was thinking. It was just pointless. Straight through the back of him. He was going away from goal. I'm not sure what he was doing. Uh, Expertly dispatched, though, by uh, James Mm Ward-Prowse. Fantastic penalty. Um, uh, And then uh, it was Shane Long himself who finished the second goal. A little bit fortunate uh, as it hit off Casper Schmeichel. Schmeichel uh, basically hit it into the net. His hand turned inward, and it's like almost like he put it behind his head and knocked it in. Yeah, probably way, out of trying to tip it over or something. I don't know. Way yeah. out of position. Wasn't too. it? Wasn't good. Also, they just weren't at the races. I don't. I don't know what it was. It's it's, it's what the foxes are going to be this year. You know, it's it's just what they're going to be did this you, year. Did you see Indeedy's goal? How comical that is! Like oh, yeah, off they, his like inner thigh he and bounced <laughs> off him. Kind of went in. They all kind of stopped for a second. Oh, oh crap! That was a goal. No, and then in. they ran yeah, over and grabbed it. Terrible. Um, um, so Cardiff and Huddersfield played a soccer match. Uh, if you watch this, you should probably drink some Malort to kill the germs in your brain from such terrible football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, nil nil. There was a potential penalty call at the end that was called by the ref, but then. Uh, was the foul occurred outside the box, in my opinion. Right. I agree that it was rightly dis- uh, uh, turned around, yeah. um, rescinded. The the call was rescinded. Uh, for everything that United and Tottenham was, this game was anti-football. It was the exact opposite yeah. uh, um, of that. Um, and, and with that being said, um, today, a mutual agreement between manager and team, uh, David Wagner is no longer the head coach of Huddersfield Town. He has uh, he has moved on, um, and in all the pressers that I saw for it, very much like how he conducts a press conference in general. It's like, ho oh, hum, okay, well, that was fun. I guess I'm not coaching here anymore. Yeah, um, well, Jurgen Klopp might need a number two, so <laughs> it just <laughs> it was terrible. And um, they're they're very good friends. If you didn't know, David yes. Wagner is a a, a German American, um, but. Uh, Claims kind of his German heritage a bit more, which is fine. No, no qualms with that. Right. Um, but him and Jurgen Klopp are very, very good friends, apparently. So, um, And Jurgen Klopp's number two left to coach somebody back in Germany Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the season. So mm-hmm. Jurgen Klopp might be in search of a number two. Uh, he might be moving just down the road to Liverpool and uh, be just fine. Who knows? Um, also, You in, heard it here first, folks. Heard. <laughs> in transfer news, um, uh, Jason Punchin from yeah, Crystal good, Palace goes on a for goes on a season loan to Huddersfield. It's you know what? It's the kind of player they need, someone that can create, someone yeah, and he that was can do a, something. A bit part player at best at Palace. Uh, 
to be honest with you, deserve to play. Problem is, Palace's two or three best players play in his position. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of Zaha Milivojevic and Andros Townsend, so a little unfortunate for Jason Punchin, uh, uh, with his chances there. He'll step right into this team as he did. Uh, he's the only light spark besides Billing. Uh, yeah, to he, be honest, he had a couple two shot, couple two three shots in the match. It yeah. was yeah, it's you know. With them missing Moy right now, they need someone, and that guy's he's going to fill the role. Um, yeah, absolutely. Still, the, still feel like it's too late, and you know what? We've already wasted way too I, well, much time. Well, I, I agree with that, about... but they need somebody to score goals, and he's a creator, not a, a finisher. Yeah. So I, you know, I still don't know where it's going to come from, and hopefully they get somebody in quick. Uh, I'm available. You know, uh, through my mother's side, I have Irish heritage and could qualify for a British work permit. So, um, Huddersfield, if you're listening. Uh, I can do a good – I mean, you're dead last. I could do that job. I'll do it for 200000 uh a year. Sam, I need you to make it actually through uh, a DU match without getting hurt. Um, I'll be on the sideline. I'm fine, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everything's good. Oh. Um, let's go on to the own goal fest. Um, <laughs> Wat- Watford, Watford 2, Crystal Palace 1. Right, Watford so, scoring all three goals in the win. Hold on. So <laughs> let, let's go through the stats of these two games today, uh, together. Four teams played. Mm-hmm. Two teams scored six goals, but there was no draw. Right. <laughs> yes. Watford <laughs> scores all three goals in the two-to-one win. Fulham, Fulham scores all three goals in the two-to-one two loss. <laughs> so when when you'll notice a lot of times when you talk to your soccer friends or you know people that are just mad about football, one of the the biggest um, words that we use is unlucky. Because it, it happens. I yeah. mean, look at the, the, the double post hit for Watford um, from Pereira uh, secondly. I forget and who Delefeu took. And Delefeu was Delefeu the first Delefeu took one. the first shot. Um, that's unlucky. A quarter of an inch, and that's in the back of the net. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a gorgeous two-poster, you know, yeah. uh, with a quarter of an inch uh, difference in the, in the shot. But <laughs> both Fulham and Watford scored three goals each. One team lost, one team won. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's unlucky. It's <laughs> what can you do? Of unlucky. <laughs> yeah, it's that's unlucky. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> Burnley. Burnley goes down one nil on a gorgeous goal from Sherla. Pull, pulls down a the the overhead like I was like a forty yard overhead pass. Oh yeah, just kind of reached for it, yeah. it right down with his foot and then just hammers it into the back of the net. And then they promptly, in a three-minute span, give up two own goals to uh, to lose two to one. I got, I got nothing to add to that. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. And 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 Watford, as, as you were rightly saying, that uh, was actually a decent game, to be honest with you. Palace created a fair amount of chances, and Milivojevic again from distance um, had two or three excellent drives. Um, Palace still could have come out three-two or, or four-two on top. Oh, I- um, had they taken their chances. Um, but they didn't, and Watford, you know, secured uh, secured the three points. Ben Foster to the rescue again for Watford. Absolutely, he's, he's been phenomenal with with all the scoring they're doing. Really, I I think their their player of the season is is Ben. It Foster. has to be Ben he's, Foster. Absolutely, he's been keeping them in so many games. Just the own goal was comical as hell too. Oh yeah. That was very funny. Decore tried to clear it and just right off it right, right off his boy, right off his boy's back. Um, what a strike from Tom Cleverly, that volley. Oh, yeah, to get the win? Yeah, that was, that was a brilliant. great hit. It's absolutely brilliant. Now it's time to show you what little we know. It's prediction time. And do we know little? Yes. You know what we know? We know utter and complete mediocrity as we both went 5-5 five and five this week. Well, that's fine. For the season, we're like 20 games above 500, so... I think we're doing all right. And by 20, if you mean 10, you're right, Sam. Or, uh, I meant sorry. combined. Yeah. Uh, you are at 109 <laughs> and 91, and I am at 111 and 89. Um, we uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. No. 109 and 91 is you. Oh, 109. Yeah, 109 I thought you said 101. No, I was 10, like, there's no way of a 10-game lead. 109 and 91 okay. to 111 and 89. I'm Still sorry. have my regular two-game I'm lead. I'm sorry, your regular two-game. Here we go. Now we get into the part where he rubs his own bald head. Well, you know, because <laughs> I know how to pick games and you don't. It's pretty simple. So let's go ahead and get into it. The early game has a 
um, the unpredictable foxes heading to Wolverhampton. Uh, simply that it's at Wolverhampton. I'm going to go two to one, but foxes could win for all I know. Because I got two one wolves also, but you're right. If if I had your money, I wouldn't bet on this game. Absolutely not. Um, so the midday on Saturday is going to see six matches. Uh, the Toffees head to Southampton. Although this is a very tough place for Everton to play, um, Southampton's just that bad. I'm going to go two nil Everton. I've got two to one because you all suck at set pieces. And they've got a couple of tall players up front uh, that are great at heading the ball. Um, Cherries play host to uh, West Ham. Now, the Cherries have lost 11 of their last 15, and we said they were going to have a brutal December. Um, and West Ham just got the big win against Arsenal. But it's at the Vitality. We I'm going. That up, but we already recapped that. Yeah, well, you, you lost. <laughs> um, the I'm going to go with the 2-2 draw, even though... It, simply because it's at the Vitality, and the Cherries get results at the Vitality. I've got a 2-0 Bournemouth win in probably their only winnable game for the last seven. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. So I got 2-0. You said 2-2, right? 2-2, yep. Mm, interesting. Uh, Palace is going to make their way to Liverpool. Easy 3-0 for the Reds. 3-0. <laughs> Uh, Man U welcomes Brighton and avenges their early season defeat at the Amex. They win 3-1. to one. I've got 4-0. <coughs> Um, Cardiff goes to Newcastle. Um, I'm going to take a one-one draw in what is going to be a flat-out ugly, unenjoyable game of soccer to watch. Um, unless you're a supporter of these two clubs, and even if you are, you might want to think about it. Go do something else. Uh, I've got a two-one Newcastle win because they're at home. Because at some point there needs to be a breaking point, <laughs> and I think Cardiff's a team to give it up. But that, I mean, it could easily be a drab nil-nil. It could easily be a 1-0 Cardiff win. Yeah. Again, if I had your money, I wouldn't bet on this match, and I also wouldn't watch it nor give two shits. So uh, the final game of the day is a London derby, and it's a big one. Uh, Chelsea, head to North London to face Sammy's Gunners. I'm going to take Come on. I'm gonna take 2-1 to one Arsenal, despite their, the really? fact that they're on three, three out of four that they've lost here. I, I think... I. I Chelsea hasn't been much better. I've got a 1-1 draw. Got a 1-1 draw. Alrighty. So, uh, Don't we have, didn't Watford and Burnley also play on Saturday? Oh, yeah. I did forget to put that one in there, didn't I? Um, Okay, yeah. So, Watford, Burnley. What do you got? (laughs) I've got 2-0 to Watford. 2-0 to Watford? Hornets, yep. I'll go. I'll give me me 2-1 to to Watford. (laughs) Admin, not our strongest suit, boys and girls. Yep. And then Sunday's giving us uh, two games. Manchester City head to Huddersfield. I'm going 5-0 in a stomping of Huddersfield. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What do you Actually, got? you know what? Give me a week and then hire me. Yeah. Huddersfield. Got it. Yeah. 5-0 to City <laughs> I as got 5-0 well. to City also. And then we to finish off the weekend, we have another London Derby as uh, Spurs head to Fulham. I'm going to go 3-1 Spurs. 4-0 Spurs. I, I just don't see anything different. The the really to be honest with you the question mark is going to be on Harry Kane whether they can get that many Spurs will be too good for Fulham, period. They will win the game, whether it's one nil or four nil depends on Harry Kane's fitness. End yeah. of story. All right. Um, in the latest edition of I'm Too Old for This Shit, uh, we you're, were dropping like flies. You're too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if anybody's ever seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, uh, and when the Americans stormed the beaches of Normandy, uh, that was about the same three-minute span that we had uh, early in the second half, where two of us went down really injured and couldn't play, and one of us hurt a lot and didn't want to play but had to, and he felt he could carry on. Yeah. It was... <laughs> Really bad. Yeah, and then we picked up somebody from the sidelines uh, who used to play for us, who was there for his game, but he kind of guessed it in uh, there at the end. Um, I would equate that to that scared 17-year-old that lied on his application to get into the army, mm-hmm. and then he crawled out from under the uh, the benches of the boat and then stormed the beaches uh, <laughs> of Normandy. It was bad. Uh, we um, were up 2-0 and then gave up 7 unanswered. Yeah, 7-2. to Yeah, that was not good. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a long season if we keep getting injured. You know that, yeah. Sam. If, if you've decided for us to be your club, go buy a bottle of Malort because uh, you might need to drink some. So far has not been a particularly good season. X 
excellent production from our uh, producer there, bringing up uh, volume and stuff. Uh, oh, 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 totally calling you out on it. Sorry, woman. Give me, she's giving me the look of like, no, no, no. You should have just let that go. No, if you f up, <laughs> not a chance. We're gonna bring it up. That's all there is to it. So, uh, thank you for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Yeah. Again, um, thank you for getting in touch during the games. Like I told you, we do check our DMs. We are at DU Football Show uh, on all the socials. And then by email, which we don't check terribly often, but we do get back to those that email in. Uh, we're dufootballshow at gmail.com. Uh, also, um, keep you know keep up on us. We are going to start inviting some guests in uh, here soon. Um, we've got a couple people lined up. We're not, you know, got to work out schedules and those kinds of things, so we're not going to come to anything at the moment. But uh, but it's coming up, so uh, make sure you keep subscribed, keep listening, tell a friend, and, um, you know, uh, thank you to the guy in Togo that downloaded us, and uh, thank you to the guy in Kazbuzkabekistan or wherever he is uh, that downloaded us also. No offense, I'm just, I'm, it was a joke. Kurdistan. Um, who? Kurdistan, right? Kurdistan? Is that right? I'm just letting you two hang out there to dry. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, producer Mel. That um, is so kind of you. So yeah, worldwide. Yeah, but no. Maybe. Ser- seriously, all jokes aside. All jokes aside. Thank you very much to the bloke that downloaded us there. Tell a friend. Uh, we did Google your country. You have six million people that live there. I know you know at least three of them. Uh, so uh, tell somebody. Download us. Subscribe. Like. Share. Follow the socials. Uh, I know I'm rambling, but this is really important to us. Uh, and we actually are now. If you type in drunkard. A number one on the search on Apple. Fantastic. Yeah, come that on. Is good. Come on. Um, and uh, we're also toying with the notion of doing a live show here Ooh, coming up as that's well. That's right. Yep. Where we'll come out to uh, to a day of football on a, on a Sunday and watch a few matches and drink some pints with everybody and talk some shit. It'll be fun. Yeah. So also, again, admins are uh, not our strong suit. We have yet to even discuss that with the bill owner. Yep. Uh, so that uh, will be coming. It, he, he expressed that he wants to do it also. Already. Yep. So we will uh, we'll get all those things done in due time and just uh, make sure you're paying attention. And our producer, again, just wants to play videos while while the show is on. It's the video of him doing the shot of my lord. All righty. Reset the board to zero. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much again for joining us. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the little cocktail class we did on Facebook Live. Uh, be on the lookout. We're going to be doing some more of that, too. I'll uh, show you guys how to make some fun drinks and uh, keep doing some different things, not just always talking about uh, about football. So till next week, everybody, take care. Have a good night. Froggy Fresh 2012. Yeah. We back up in this. Y'all already know. Because I am the baddest of them all. If you ain't about money, then I don't mess with y'all. Y'all think I don't get girls, cause I ain't very tall. If she see my stacks, I bet you that she calls. You know that I am the baddest of them all. If you ain't about money, then I don't mess with y'all. Sam, there's, there's, there's something you need to, to know. What's that? The first answer to everything is my balls. My balls. <laughs> the second answer to everything is my balls. <laughs> yeah.